Hello and welcome to the Body Acceptance Podcast. This podcast is for women who struggle to love and sometimes even like their bodies and who want to build a more loving relationship with themselves through experiencing more joy, pleasure, and confidence. Each week we'll cover topics ranging from body image, intuitive eating, self-love, and so much more. If you're ready to learn practical tips and tools for loving the skin you're in, then you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Body Acceptance Podcast. Today, I'm going to share where I'm currently at in my body image slash body acceptance journey. But before I get started, I just want to let you know that I wrote a book called Body Acceptance, and it's available exclusively on Amazon. So it's available on Amazon Kindle or print. And the reason that I'm bringing that up is because it details some of my body image journey. And in this episode, I'm just going to update you on some changes that have taken place since I wrote that book. So I will leave the link to that in the comments or the show notes, depending on where you're listening to this, or you can just visit thebodyacceptance.com and all links are available over there. So in order to really be able to update you on where I'm at in my journey. I just want to give you um, a little, I guess, synopsis of where I was at the beginning of this year. So earlier this year, specifically, I'd say from, I don't know, maybe like January to mid-May, end of May, I was in a really bad place when it came to my body image. And I'm pretty sure that's the reason that I decided to finally change my brand from all or something living to body acceptance. And I know that a lot of us started to struggle with body image if we weren't already. 2020, I think, was really the catalyst to push that forward. And I think that's because a lot of us gained weight. We were out of our normal routines, maybe stuck in the house, maybe just struggling and unhappy in so many different ways. And I know for me, I gained a larger amount of weight in such a short period of time than I think I ever have in my life. And so that was just kind of a shock to me. And it was almost like my mind wasn't able to keep up with what was going on internally. So it just caused some issues. So 2019 was actually really good year for me. I feel like after 2019, I was thriving My husband, who was at the time my fiance, he had deployed, which I know should probably be really sad. But when we have long distance and, you know, I had time to work on myself, I feel like I really thrive in that environment. So I did. So he was deployed. I was taking care of his son, Jalen, full time. He was actually with his mom for most of the summer. And then I picked him up from the airport like end of August. I want to say early September, but anyway, I was taking care of him full time. He was, I think, uh, like 14 at the time. He's almost 16 now. So I guess that's, I don't know. I'm bad with that kind of stuff, but anyway, um, I was taking care of him full time and we were in a really good place, a better place than we'd really ever been. And so I was thriving with that. Um, at the time also I was training for my first half marathon, which was in Moab, Utah. So I started training. I traveled a lot that summer. So I went to 
Um, I remember I did a beach trip with some friends. I went to Texas, went to a convention with one of my best friends. Um, I traveled to Atlanta by myself, right? As soon as Jason deployed to go to like a confidence, um, what do you call it? Not summit. I don't know, a confidence something. And um, that was really pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I remember I started to get really back into my music and I went to an open mic night and then came home and wrote my first song and then performed at that same open mic a few weeks later, I want to say. And then when I was consistently home from my trips toward the end of the summer, that's when I joined a running club, started running and actually like officially training for my half marathon, which was set to take place in November, which is a really short time to start training. But like I said, I had traveled all summer, so I didn't really have time before that. And then in November, I ran my first half marathon, which was more like I didn't realize hiking because Moab trail, if you look it up is uh, crazy. So we did a lot of climbing. Um, but anyway, I just had, I guess, fulfilled like a lifelong or half of my lifelong um, goal that I had for myself. And I don't know what it was. Maybe it was a mixture of doing all of that and being active and training, but my cycles, my hormonal cycles, basically like my period was super regular for a few months in a row, almost like the entire second half of 2019. And that's never happened in my life. So that was a really big sign that like things were going well with me just physically and mentally. And then I was also studying pre-nutrition sciences at UNLV. And I was really loving the campus life, even though I was older than most of the students, but I think that's what kind of made it fun. I was making friends. I had a great schedule going. I was just, like I said, really thriving. And at the time I felt really good. I felt really comfortable in my body for the most part. Although I will say at this time, I was actually struggling with acne for the first time in my life. And that was creating a new type of body image struggle that I hadn't dealt with before. So that was a little bit of a curveball. So that was 2019. And then in December of 2019, Jason returned from his deployment and we got back into our routine together. And then obviously we know what happened. I'm not even going to say it <laughs> mid actually my birthday is March 15th. And I think things shut down like the day after or something. So I was able to go out to a birthday brunch to celebrate my 30th birthday, my dirty 30, but that was about it. And then once that happened, I took a really big hit by, you know, obviously campus like classes going online. And I was really bummed about that because I really loved my classes that semester. I really loved my friends. Again, I just loved my schedule but I think I needed to slow down because it was the hardest semester. I was studying anatomy and physiology level two and then microbiology. And I set some really high standards for what I want my grades to be. So I was being really hard on myself. So I think it was a good thing that, you know, it forced me to slow down. And so toward the beginning of the lockdown, I started shopping online and I rediscovered my style and began trying on outfits that I really felt good in because up to that point I hadn't really accepted the fact that over the last few years I had gained 
um, some weight because I had quit dieting and worked on my relationship with food and my body. And so I hadn't adjusted to the fact that I wear a new size now, and I was still trying to fit into smaller clothes. And then I just kind of felt lost when it came to my style. I didn't know how to dress my larger body. And so after the, well, once we got into the lockdown, I discovered TikTok and there were so many like mid-size as they call it and plus size women on there giving style and lifestyle advice and just really flaunting their bodies confidently. And I learned a lot from that. So it allowed me to learn from them and then actually learn to properly do my makeup because I finally had time to do my makeup and work with the skin that I have And yeah, I hadn't been able to experiment with that stuff since like high school. I hadn't had that kind of free time. And so that part was really fun. I also got my teeth straightened by getting liners. And then I was able to clear my skin through using an online dermatologist company. I finally gave in and got a prescription and that really made a huge difference. So once again, I was feeling really confident, really good in my body And then I don't know, later in the year, things just started to get crazy and chaotic. And I think I just was thrown off and I have been working out at a gym consistently since I was in like high school. My mom got me a gym membership because I asked for it, um, around, I think I was 15 around the time the gym allowed me to start going. And so it was normal for me to lift. It's been normal for me to be in the gym at least a few times a week and then to lift weights. That's really my true love is to lift weights regularly. And I think after a few months of trying home workouts and I was walking outside, so that helped too, but I think I just really missed being in the gym and I just felt out of whack. So it was fun for the first few months and then it started to get to be a little too much. And then, so at the time, my husband and I, our date, our wedding date was set for May 16th. Obviously that didn't work out and we had to push it back. I think like two more times we had finally rescheduled it to May of 2021. And then we got orders to Japan and ended up having to cancel the wedding completely. So I was really upset about that. My brother came through though, and let me have hit our wedding in his backyard in October. So that's why our anniversary is now October 24th. But anyway, on top of that, we had some really heavy family drama going on. I was living in Vegas. So about eight hours from my family and saw them often. And it's kind of hard because I have different, I have a completely different personality than most of my family members. We have different values. I've realized different beliefs and belief systems. And so as we know, 2020 kind of really brought all of that out. So I started to see sides of, you know, the people that I grew up around and family members that I didn't expect to see. And that was causing a lot of stress because, you know, we're taught that like family is everything and we're supposed to always have each other's backs inside with each other. I just didn't really feel that. And so yeah, I was really stressing about that. And I think what made that even harder is that I wasn't in a regular routine. So I wasn't able to, you know, work out my frustrations at the gym or by lifting weights or by getting away or traveling or whatever, all the things that I normally do to help with that. And I was just coping with this, these 
I guess this stuff being so public for the first time and not knowing how I wanted to respond to it on social media, especially because I don't have a huge following, but I do have a platform and people pay attention to what I say. And um, my dad had a heart attack. So that was another thing that happened. It was just, uh, I don't know. And I don't know if my body changed because of all the stress or I don't know, but it, it seemed to happen all at once overnight. And I felt, I feel like I just woke up one morning and I didn't recognize my body. It was so strange. And, you know, at first it was okay because like I said, we had gotten orders to Japan uh, maybe in September or August or something pretty close to when we were supposed to be leaving like six months out or something. And we were set to be leaving in February of 2021. So I was really focused at first on trying to get quality time with friends and family before I left and, you know, sorting out our differences and being okay with that. And, um, I don't know, it was wild. So, I was, I think, distracted. So I wasn't really paying attention to what my body was doing at first, other than the fact that like something felt different, but I had to just keep moving forward. And then when it really hit me was when I, you know, had to start being in public again. And I wasn't just wearing sweats at home. And all of a sudden my clothes didn't fit me. Even the clothes that I had bought early in the year when I had already sized up and accepted that I was a larger size. Well, surprise, I was an even larger size than I was before and things weren't fitting and my body just wasn't the shape that it normally is. And what was so triggering about that was having to be out in public and having to travel and not being able to hide at home anymore. And so we left Vegas, we started our trip to Seattle and then from Seattle on to Japan. And I think in my head, I imagined that I would be like, we would move to Japan and I would suddenly be a whole new version of myself. I think that's where I went wrong because in order to become a new version of yourself, there's actually inner work that you have to do. So just like the saying goes, wherever you are, wait, wherever you go, there you are. Like, it's not that the location changed just in the same way that if I had done something drastic to lose weight or say I get weight loss surgery or something, maybe I arrive in a smaller body, but I'm still me. So I had to cope with that. And when we were in Seattle, halfway, you know, through our travels and almost on our way to Japan, I was in the hotel room and just having this moment where I felt really uncomfortable in my body. And then of course, in that vulnerable state, a Weight Watchers commercial came on a few times. And I have always been like, I've never been attracted to Weight Watchers because it's always been like such a clear diet to me. And I learned years ago that diets don't work even before I started macro counting and calorie counting and, and lifestyle changing and thinking that that wasn't considered a diet. So being in that vulnerable place and Weight Watchers telling me, hey, we're reimagined. It's a totally different system. I was like, okay, well, let me check that out. So for the first time in years, I was considering getting back on a diet and actually started to follow through. So I joined it. Um, I told myself that I was going to stick with it for at least like three months or something because they were giving a special promotion And so I signed up and like paid the money and everything. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm sick of this. I'm gonna do something about it. And then 
Um, yeah, that lasted like all of three days because I started, you know, I started, I think on one of their most flexible plans or whatever, or what they claim to be flexible and immediately just was like, this is way too restrictive. Um, I immediately found myself obsessing over certain foods pretty quickly. Uh, I was feeling super hungry, even after all my points are take were taken and we were in a situation where we were like on quarantine or what they called ROM over here. So Jason and I, for two weeks had to rely on someone else to get our groceries, obviously with limited supplies, there were certain foods that, you know, were and weren't available to me, but even then, even if I were eating everything that was like approved on the certain points or whatever, I still feel like I would have been hungry. And I counted up the calories that I was able to consume by the time my points were done. And it was like less than 1200 calories a day or something. It was insane. And I was like, okay, no, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And I have worked so hard to heal my relationship with food. I'm not even going to fuck with this. So I didn't. And so I quit and I paid the early cancellation fee and was like, it was just a moment of like, clarity for me because, you know, I hadn't done something that drastic in years. And obviously that meant something was going on internally with me. So then I was like, okay, I don't want to be that extreme, but I still have this strong desire to lose the weight that I've gained. So then I was hearing all this buzz on TikTok about like calorie deficit plans and just even doing a slight calorie deficit and counting calories is something that I've learned can be really triggering for me, meaning triggering is in getting me back into obsessive behaviors with food. But I decided to try it out anyway. And within a few days, I once again found myself thinking about food more often. Um, I started to move more toward binging behaviors, which again, I haven't binged in over five years. And I just had that realization again, that I've worked so hard to have a healthy relationship with food and my body that I didn't want to go down that road anymore. It wasn't worth it to lose weight and be in a smaller body because I know what the trade-off is for that. So I just kind of put my desire for weight loss on the back burner, remembering that like, it's normal for me to feel the way that I did after gaining that amount of weight in a year or so quickly, less than a year. And that, you know, really what's important to me is focusing on honoring and nurturing my body and taking care of myself, my physical and mental health and making friends and spending quality time with Jason. So I started to just get into a routine again, and I was feeling better, feeling like I was thriving again. And then my gallbladder started doing some crazy stuff. And I ended up in the hospital for a week and ended up having to get gallbladder removal surgery, which afterwards I wasn't allowed to lift weights or do any type of strenuous exercise for like six weeks or something. So that included me not being able to lift weights. And that was again, really hard for me. It was also hard for me because I felt like I was in a strange body. Once again, I was kind of slightly angry with my body for putting me through that, even though really what she was doing was trying to save my life, especially with the symptoms that got really extreme to send me to the ER. 
if I hadn't listened to my body or my body hadn't given me such, you know, extreme symptoms, my, my organs were like shutting down. My liver enzymes were super high. So, you know, something worse could have happened. So I worked on feeling grateful for that and shifting my mindset to recognize that what my body was trying to do was working really hard to keep me alive and healthy. And that meant that I needed to nurture her through that process of healing. So I think that what made me feel so uncomfortable in my body throughout that time was that it had more to do with the chaos that was going on in my life and less to do with how I actually physically looked. So I do have bad body image days and I have good body image days, maybe even more so body image moments change because it doesn't always last an entire day. It just can shift throughout the day. And that's something that's never changed, even after working so hard on body image and body acceptance. But prior to the last year or so, I had gotten to a point where the bad body image days were pretty rare and bad body image moments were very fleeting. But then earlier this year, I had, I started to have more bad body image days and body image moments than actual good ones. And that's when things started to get really difficult. So all that being said, where am I at now? So I'm feeling pretty stable in my life over here. I feel like I've finally settled in and I noticed that when I'm happy, that usually also translates into how I feel about my body. And I find that interesting because I used to think it was the other way around. So I thought that if I was satisfied with how my body looked, or if I had worked really hard to lose weight or, you know, change my body size or shape to a certain way that I would automatically become happy, that that was like the key to my happiness. And the source of my unhappiness was that my body didn't look good, but I've since realized that that's not how it works. If I'm unhappy in a larger body and I do nothing else except change the size of my body from a larger one into a smaller one, I'm still going to mentally be in the same place that I started. So happiness doesn't change from there. It's mindset work that you have to do to get to that place. And I think that's what I've found so liberating about body acceptance is, you know, I used to believe that in order to change my mental state, I had to first change my body. And it's been so nice to know that I don't actually have to change anything about my physical appearance to improve my happiness or my confidence or to have more energy. I can do all those things. And if my body changes in size or shape or whatever, like, cool, that's a side effect, but it doesn't have to change in order for me to have those things. So now I'm back into my usual routine. I've even been able to find a routine here specifically for where I'm at in life that works for me. So I walk three days a week. I lift weights four days a week. I do heavier cardio about twice a week and then yoga once a week. And then on weekends, we stay pretty active here. We go to the beach or we sometimes play golf or basketball. I have roller skates and I finally convinced one of my friends here to get some so we can roller skate together. And that's what I've really looked forward to. Um, about living here somewhere where, you know, people are outside a lot. And part of healing my relationship with my body has meant choosing to exercise for reasons other than burning calories or trying to lose weight, like genuinely finding the joint and movement. Like I had when I was a kid. 
So while me sharing, you know, what movement I do throughout the week, it might sound like a lot, but I genuinely enjoy it all. And I look forward to it. I don't feel like I have to. And I'm in a place in my life where I'm able to fit in this much movement where in the past I didn't because maybe I worked 40 hours a week or I was studying and I didn't, but even then I found small ways to fit movement in. And that's how I've always been able to connect with myself and my body. So even if you don't have time to, you know, go to the gym or move as much as you'd like to, you can find joy in small moments and really connect to your body through whatever type of movement that makes you feel good. So I personally feel like exercise plays a huge part in how comfortable that I feel in my body and how confident that I am in myself. And even though I haven't lost the weight that I gained last year and I don't weigh myself, so I don't really know if my body's changed at all. It doesn't matter to me because I feel good. And at the end of the day, that's what I was looking for. I also enjoy cooking. I love eating fresh meals. So I cook most meals at home. We eat out, I'd say a few times a week. And I also unapologetically enjoy that. I don't feel guilty about anything that I eat and I don't count calories. I don't try to manage what I eat. I practice intuitive eating. So food is just something that doesn't occupy a lot of my mind, which is a change from how I was in, you know, just a few years ago, other than the thoughts of how much I enjoy food and that I'm thankful for having such food freedom. And like, when I get hungry, it's, you know, time to think about what I want to eat, but I don't really think about food that much. I also have found a great group of friends. I see them a few times throughout the week and I feel like that really helps with my mental health. So in other words, my body is just not really often on my mind because I have so many other things that I'm focused on. And when it is on my mind, it's because maybe I've seen a picture or a video of myself from an angle that I don't like. I really struggle with my like chin area, my double chin. Like when I turn to the side in videos or like here, that really can throw me off and cause me to have some bad negative body image thoughts. And um, I don't dwell on it or I try not to, but of course I do have my days and my moments just like all of us do. And when I do have those moments, I either just remind myself that it's normal and that we all have parts of ourselves or our bodies that we feel self-conscious about and that's okay. And then I'm able to move on. And then there are some times where I really want to stop and think about it and maybe even take the time to remind myself of the other important aspects of who I am and what I have to offer. And then sometimes it even helps to remind myself that when others see my double chin or my roles in pictures or any quote unquote imperfections, it can help normalize those things for them and help them feel less alone. And it's funny because just thinking about that makes me feel less alone. So it's like a win-win situation. I still experience moments where I feel that I want to pursue weight loss or get cosmetic surgery. But like I said, those moments are fleeting and Usually I just return my focus to other things that feel more important to me. And then I just forget about it. I realize that life is about so much more than my belly roll or my double chin. Again, easier said than done. 
in the moment. But um, I think when you just practice putting your focus onto other things and just redirecting your attention or just getting curious of why do I feel this way? If I did do something about it or say I did get cosmetic surgery, what would happen then? What would my kids think? What would my friends think? How would I feel? Uh, would I transfer that, you know, um, would I transfer that insecurity onto something else? Is it really the thing that's going to make me happy? And obviously everyone's choices of what they do with their body are individual. Sometimes we have to try something out first and see if it works for us or if it doesn't, you know, we don't always believe what others tell us and we obviously are individuals. So you might think that maybe Weight Watchers or something will work for me. And then you try it out and you realize it didn't like, there's nothing wrong with taking action and trying something out, especially to prove to yourself that something will or won't work for you. We're all on our own individual journeys and there's no judgment for wherever you decide or whatever you decide to do with your body. So overall, I'm feeling mentally and physically well, and I do feel like things are headed in a positive direction. The more I focus on taking care of my body and myself and work on growing and improving as a human being, as a friend, as a lover, and also at the same time, accepting where I am in each moment and not striving for perfection, just knowing that I'm a human and the human experience includes a lot of ups and downs. The more I focus on all of that, the better I feel and the better I feel in my body. So that's where I'm at in my journey. Uh, I would love to hear your story or if you want to share any updates about where you are or maybe something that you're struggling with, um, anything about your personal journey, if you feel like sharing, if you're watching on YouTube, you can let me know in the comments, or if you want to chat more privately, my DMs are always open on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick. I want to thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave me a five-star review to let me know or share it with a friend. That's the best way you can thank me for putting out this content. Please also subscribe wherever you listen or watch this podcast. Thank you again for being here, and I will talk to you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Body Acceptance Podcast. Be sure you're subscribed wherever you listen so you don't miss when a new episode drops. If you love this podcast, I would so appreciate if you'd leave a review. The more positive reviews I have, the more this podcast can reach women like you who are in need of this message. Let's create a ripple effect and inspire more ladies to love themselves. And as always, feel free to share this episode with a friend or tag me on your Instagram stories at Lauren M. Kepler to let me know you're listening. Can't wait to chat with you again next week. But until then, remember that you're worthy and beautiful as you are right now.